Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. And welcome to episode 152 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post-Game Edition on TalkShoe. I'm Taylor Phillips. Louis Tenor will join me in 15 minutes. Pistons blow on away. Ninety-nine, ninety-six to the Houston Rockets at the Palace of Auburn Hills. They have now lost three straight. I'll make it four straight, actually. Um, Andre Drummond was left in the game in the final seconds by Stan Van Gundy when um, Drummond miserably missed both his last two free throws. KCP had a chance to tie it with two two free throws. He hit the first, but he missed the second one very close. But he he should have hit that. He should have hit that. There's no excuse for uh, missing a game-tying free throw. There was still nine seconds left. 9.0 seconds left. There was was plenty of time for, for the Rockets. To um, to uh, win it at the buzzer anyway. Had the Pistons tied it and then played defense, they would have forced overtime. Or maybe even have a chance to win it shortly thereafter. But the Pistons blew it, and it's not—it's not due to bad luck. And yeah, I'm talking to George Blaha. I'm calling him out. Not the first, definitely not the first time I'm doing it on Twitter. 
but it is the first time I'm calling him out on the air on the podcast airwaves. With that loss, the Pistons now fall to six and nine. And um, it's, it's just unacceptable. They allowed just just barely less than 100 points their defense, but the Pistons had the lead with about a minute to go, and um, they they left a wide open They left a wide open three. By um, Trevor Ariza with 3.05 left. The Pistons had a 91-90 lead until until the 3:05 remaining mark in the fourth quarter, when Trevor Ariza Trevor Ariza was left wide open with no screen whatsoever. The Pistons were double teaming another Rocket in the paint. See when you don't. When you double-team somebody, and another player is left wide open, that could spell a that could spell a problem. And that and that point right there, that three pointer there, cost the Pistons the game at first. It cost them the lead, and the Pistons were not able to fight back and take the lead back. And they paid for it, ultimately. They just flat out coughed up the lead, and they choked the rest of the game away. They choked the game away in the final three minutes. 
the final 305. Just They just nonchalantly let Trevor Ariza wide open from the left corner, and he easily sunk that three-pointer. And I pointed this out a billion times. You cannot, in any way, shape, or form, leave any player, any opposing player, wide open for three. Because nine times out of ten, he's going to sink it easily. And thus, you're, you're definitely going to pay for it, costing your team three points, and especially the game at its ultimate at its entirety. It's no secret. You you keep seeing it as a fan. You keep seeing this over and over again, clearly, and, and you realize that opposing player is wide open. You're wondering, hey, where the hell is the defense? Why aren't they covering him? If any if anybody thinks that he's not going to hit it, they're definitely going to be wrong. It's no joke. That's one thing. Andre Drummond being being terrible at the free throw line again is another thing. That's why you can't leave him in the game in the final three minutes, in the final seconds when the Pistons are down two or one point, two points or one. You can't put it, you shouldn't put Aaron Baines in there because he sucks, ultimately. You can't put Andre Drummond... You can't use Andre Drummond on the floor when the opposing team is in the bonus. 
in the final seconds or minutes in the of the fourth quarter. What did, but what did Stan Van Gundy do? He left Drummond in the game. A chunk of that, a chunk of the blame should be put on Stan Van Gundy. No matter how good of a coach he is. Stan Van Gundy still doesn't get the memo that Andre Drummond is still terrible at the free throw line. And the opposing team, while in the bonus, keeps following him. The Rockets, the Houston Rockets, for example, tonight, did just that. And it wasn't questionable. It was brilliant of the Rockets. Mark, Mark D'Antoni, uh, Mike D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni, the head coach of the Rockets, had that strategy in mind, and we all knew it was coming. Right when Drummond got the rebound, he was fouled immediately from his own end on that last James Harden missed free throw. This is this is an example of why the Pistons are not a playoff contender yet. They were last season, but they're not going to be a playoff contender this season if they keep this up. If they keep blowing games like this in such situations, in such tight situations, They're definitely going to have a losing record, and they're not even going to come close to a playoff seed. There's no question about it. It's not debatable. You have to finish games for yourself. In order to earn that playoff spot, you have to finish more games in tight situations. You have to be able to do so.
and the Pistons didn't do it. For that, they fall to six and nine. Ninety-nine, ninety-six is the final score. Because of all this crap, the same crap that has happened a hundred times to the Pistons, because they don't execute consistently in totality. Whether whether it's free throw patheticness or blowing a lead by leaving a wide open Trevor Ariza for a game-winning three-point shot with 3.05 left in the game. You cannot leave anybody wide open. I have said this countless times on my podcast here. You people saw the game, it's, and it's not debatable. It's there. It's the truth. The truth is out there. You just can't afford that. You just can't. It's just laziness. Especially when no piston player is paying attention. That's called laziness right there. And I'm already sick of it. And spare me this it's part of the game crap, okay? It doesn't matter. Trevor Ariza, the hero of the game, 14 points, 5 of 15, 4 for 10 from 3, 6 rebounds. James Harden, 28 points, 11 assists, a double-double. Clint Capella, Clint Capella, 
a double-double of 15 points and 12 rebounds. Ryan Anderson, 10 and 6 boards. Patrick Beverly, 9 points. Close to 10. Sam Decker with 12. Corey Corey Brewer with 7. Nene with 4. Andre Drummond, only 13 points. 16 rebounds. Just another double-double. Which is a good thing, but no longer relevant. Clearly, clearly no longer relevant because that's that's just what he does. It's mostly not helpful. When his when his when his four when his poor free throw shooting partially cost the game. It's also no longer relevant, clearly, when the Pistons can't play three-point defense as we see it on television. Contavious Coldwell Pope, with a, besides that, that missed free throw that could have actually tied the damn game, 26 points. 9 of 15, 5 of 7 from the free throw line, should have been 6 of 7. There's no defending that, ever. Andre Drummond, back to him, 1 for 6 from the free throw line. 1 for 6 from the free throw line. That is so typical and mediocre, or way worse than that. It's it's so typical, actually. Not mediocre, but worse than that. Typical and worse than mediocre. <sighs> Sons of bitches. Stupid. Marcus Morris with 13. Ish Smith with 10. Tobias Harris with 9. John Lure with 12. Reggie Bullock with 6. Aaron Baines and Stanley Johnson with 2 two each. Ben Woodry with 3. Pistons welcome the Miami Heat Wednesday night at 7.30. That is the night of uh, episode 241 on Spreaker, the Thanksgiving edition. We we at the Michigan Sports Truth all want to wish everyone out there a happy Thanksgiving ahead of time.
But Andre Drummond, his free throw shooting is killing his contract money. Think about that. And Reggie Jackson is missing. I get that, but it's not an excuse. You can't use that as an excuse. Justin Spiro at Darko State News tweeted, the franchise cornerstone center who rarely leaves the paint somehow went 6 for 18 from the field. Impressive 1 for 6 from the line, too. That's Andre Drummond right there. So um, that, that's all Pistons talk unless you want to chime in. 724-444-7444 is the number to call. 724-444-7444 the number to call. Call ID is 141-123 followed by the pound key. 141-123 followed by the pound key. Pin number 231-429-3668 followed by the pound key. 231-429-3668, followed by the pound key. Name in town, name in town, name in town. Name in city. It's up to you, chat or call. What do you... Whatever you have in mind, just say it. Pistons have off until Wednesday again. The Red Wings have off. The Red Wings have off until Wednesday after their uh, self-destructive three-two loss to the Calgary Flames in regulation at the Joe Louis Arena. Next game for the Red Wings, by the way, is um, in Buffalo with the Sabres, who are who are seven, eight, and four. I can't wait until the Buffalo Sabres uh, actually embarrass the Red Wings in Buffalo. What's that new arena again? at KeyBank Center.
Central Michigan Chippewas men's basketball team beats Pepperdine at home. The Pepperdine Waves at home. 88-77 at McGurk Arena or in Austin, Austin, Texas. The Lone Star Showcase. Chips remain, chips remain undefeated. The Waves out-rebound the Chippewas 35-27. I almost forgot the uh, team statistics for the Rockets and Pistons. Rockets out-rebound the Pistons 46-39. That's another problem. Pistons turn the ball over 14 times. The the Rockets 18. Doesn't matter who turns the ball over more than who. You can't afford to uh, turn the ball over that many times. Pistons shoot 41.4 percent from the free throw from the field goal uh, from the field, the floor. Rockets 44.9 from three. From three, it's the Pistons 41.2 and the and the Rockets 32.3. Free throw percentage uh, not that great. Pistons 70 70.8 percent percent from the free throw line, 17 and 24. The Rockets 70.4, 19 and 27. Points in the paint, Rockets blast the Pistons 46.32. Rockets dominate in the paint. 20, 20 personal fouls each. Fast break points, 14 to 13 Rockets. That's very close. Points off turnovers, 22-17. Rockets. So there's that. Now back to the Chippewas game here against the Pepperdine Waves. CMU shoots 48.4% from the field, Pepperdine 51.6% from the floor. CMU 44.8% from three. Pepperdine 31.6. The Waves turned the ball over 20 times. The Chips turned the ball over only 10 times. And free throw percentage, the Chippewas 68.2% from the free throw line, 15 and 22. The Pepperdine Waves 100%, 5 out of 5. Chips only 14 personal fouls, Pepperdine 20. Chippewas remain the top dog in the Lone Star Showcase Tournament. They tip off at 6 o'clock against the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, who are 1 and 2.
They are coming off a 73-66 to loss to the Florida Gators last Thursday. Let me take a look at the bonding schedule here. Um, they're actually coming off uh, a 68-65 loss to Arkansas Little Rock. Before that, they lost to the Gators 73-66. Their first win, their first and only win, came on the first game of the season against South Florida or St. Francis, the, the St. Francis Red Flash, 92-82. And I assume Denzel Gregg and Jalen Adams scored, considering they scored 20, 23 points apiece in that game, are apparently the co-leaders Of this team on offense, so those are two those are two players that my Chippewas need to watch out for tomorrow at six. Tomorrow starting at six until the end of that contest. Let's see what else we got here for tomorrow. What's tomorrow's schedule look like? Uh, just my CMU women's basketball team at Eastern Michigan at 7 o'clock. I, I assume they're tipping off Mac play. No, wait. No, that's uh, football. My Chippewas football team plays at Eastern Michigan tomorrow tomorrow night to wrap up their regular season. The tie for fourth the tie for fourth place in the Mac West division is going to be on the line tomorrow night at at seven. And I wish my chips good luck tomorrow night. Fire up chips. Go CMU. Then on Wednesday, the Wings are at Buffalo. The the Pistons host Miami. The Heat. The Detroit Mercy Titans tip off against New Hampshire at 2. Eastern Michigan tips off against Madonna at 2. The Michigan Wolverines tip off against the South Carolina Gamecocks at 5. The Michigan State Spartans tip off against the St. John's Red Storm at the Breslin Center at 7. The Spartans have dropped to number 24 in the AP poll in college men's basketball. And then then my CMU Chippewa's men's basketball team 
takes on Little Rock. But a really big headline in Michigan sports today. It has been officially confirmed the Pistons will be moving will be moving downtown to Little Caesars Arena next season to join the Red Wings. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that Chris Illich will own the Pistons. Tom Gores apparently has no way of selling the, the Pistons to anybody anyway. Just a second here, I think. All right. It took, it took a little while for, for something to load here. Goodness gracious. The Pistons have reached, have indeed reached an agreement with the city of Detroit on the down, on the downtown relocation. The Pistons and Illich Holdings to have a press conference Tuesday, expected to announce the team's movement to Little Caesars Arena, according to Fox 2 Detroit. Also, the Red Wings and Maple Leafs have revealed their Centennial Classic sweaters. Also in college football, the Michigan Wolverines tight end Jake Butt is among three players named finalists for the John Mackey Award. The other two are Alabama's O.J. Howard and Clemson's Jordan Leggett. So good luck, Jake. Jake. Jake Butt trying to get that award. But uh, back to the uh, Chippewas here. Beating Pepperdine 88-77. I forgot to go to the box score. Marcus Keene leading the Maroon and leading the Maroon in goal with 36. Braylon Rayson with 20. Josh Kaczynski with 15. Cecil Williams with four, and Luke Meyer with three. Keene shot 14 at 22. Race on six of 13.
Kazinski, five of eight. Also, uh, David DeLeo with nine. And Kevin McKay with one. Blake Hibbets, Deron Scott, and Manny Smith didn't get anything. Except Scott picked up three rebounds, one assist, and one block. And two personal fouls. Smith got only one steal. For the Waves, Lamont Murray Jr., 25 points. Jeremy Major, 16. Chris Ray, Chris Reyes with, with 14. Pepperdine suffers its first loss of the season. And uh, also Jeff Moss on Twitter at Jeff Moss DSR, the uh, founder, owner, and editor in chief of the Detroit of the Detroit Sports Rag, tweeted yesterday yesterday that uh, Michigan junior quarterback Wilton Wilton Spade has a ten percent chance of returning to the starting lineup or returning to active to any active play from his broken collarbone. I don't think with a broken collarbone you're going to play. No. Apparently not. It, it is best to play it safe one way or the other. Yeah. When in doubt, just just make sure he's 100, he's 100%. At least. So apparently it'll be John O'Corn to start for the maize and blue. So with that, everything is covered. Now, Louis Tenor, it's your turn. Thank you. All right, and we got a game here with um, the Texans and the Raiders that has just been tied up at 20 apiece with about 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Boy, what a game. All right, now I'll check with the uh, NBA scores first. If I can get my... Oh. All right, here's that. Yep. There we go. And it goes like this. Uh, most of these are finals, except for the late games. Uh, right now, the Clippers are leading the Raptors 23-21. to 21, uh, Ten minutes to go in the second quarter. Jonas Falconis, six points, five rebounds, one block. Chris Paul right now has seven points, two assists, and one rebound. 
Uh, here's a surprise for you. The Sixers beat the Heat. That's right. Sixers 101, Heat 94. Oh, they're improving this season so far. Um, Hassan Whiteside, 32 points, 13 rebounds, and two blocks. Double-double. Joe Embold, also, um, 22 points, five rebounds, and one steal. I thought it said 11 there. I goofed. Wizards over the Suns, 106-101. Eric Bledsoe, 29 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists. And Bradley Beal, 42 points, and 4 rebounds. Very impressive. Grizzlies over the Hornets, 105-90. Mike Conley, 31 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. Frank Kaminsky, the third, 23 points, 3 blocks, and 1 steal. He was a great college player, too. Warriors over the Pacers in a big way, 120-83. Stephon Curry has 22 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. And Rodney, Rodney Stuckley, 21 points, 2 rebounds, and 2 assists. In that in that Rocky, uh, Rockets-Pacers game, which was 99-96 uh, Rockets, Harden, 28 points, eight, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds. And Kenevich Caldwell, 26 points, 2 assists, and 1 rebound. The Bucks over the Magic, 93-89. Sergio Icaba had 21 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 assist. And that guy, Ganinius, whatever his name is, has a triple-double. 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Boy, a lot of triple doubles in the league this year. Celtics over the Wolves, 99-93. Al Hartford, yes, he's back. 20 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. And Carl Anthony Towns, last year's sensational rookie. Double-double, 27 points, 18 rebounds, and 3 assists. Spurs over the Mavericks, 96-91. Seth Curry, 23 points, Four assists and two rebounds, and Kawani Leonard, 24 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. Okay, that's the finals. That's the uh, scores there. Now we go to the standings. All right, here we go. And it goes like this. Cleveland is still 10-2. The Hawks are 9-4, game and a half back. The Bulls are 9-5, a two back. Uh, Raptors and Hornets are... Eight and five at two and a half back. Uh, Celtics are eight and six at three back. Pacers are seven and eight at four and a half back, and the Knicks are six and seven, four and a half back, as well as the Milwaukee Bucks, four and a half back at six and seven. Magic are six and eight with five and a half, but five back. At five and a half back is the Pistons, six and nine. The Heat and the Wizards are both 4-9 at 6.5 back. The Nets are also 4-9 at 6.5 back. And the Sixers are 4-10 at 7 back. But at least they're improving. All right. The West. The L.A. Clippers and the Warriors are tied at 12-2. Right behind them, the Spurs are 11-3 at 1 back. Grizzlies and Rockets are tied at 9-5 at 3 back. Oklahoma City Thunder is 4 back at 8-6. and six. 
Blazers are eight and seven, four and a half back, and the Lakers are seven and seven at five back. Still a mighty improvement from last year. Jazz are seven and eight at five and a half back. Nuggets are five and eight at six and a half back. The Kings five and nine, seven back. The Wolves four and nine, seven and a half back. The Pelicans are four and ten at eight back. At eight and a half back, the Suns are four and eleven, and the Mavericks are two and eleven at nine and a half back. Man, what happened to the Almighty Mavericks? All right, to the NHL. Uh, in a game that's just about to be over, the Predators are leading the Lightning uh, three to nothing with one thirty-seven to go. Uh, let me check a box score here because I don't have the final stats. It should be fairly easy. If my career will cooperate. Oh, okay. Um, R.K. Stubbin has two goals in the game. And Tyler Johnson has the third period score at 19-10 in the third period. Okay. Other finals or other games of progress are the Wild are... Up two to one, uh, stars are over the wild two to one, seventeen point five to go in the third. The Oilers are up on the Blackhawks two nothing with two thirty six to go in the second period. Um, and the game that is on right now, the Devils and Sharks are underway, and the Sharks are up two to nothing. And that game is over on uh, MSG which I'm currently viewing. Uh, Sabres double up on the Flames, <clears throat> uh, 4-2. to two. And get this, three power plays were scored in that game tonight. That's right, three. And I'll check the box score to see who had these. Uh, three power play goals. That's mighty impressive. Okay, starting with Mikel backlog for um, Flames. The Sabres had Kyle Ozapo, John Johan Larson, and Matt Molson score all in the second period for Buffalo. In the third period, Matthew Thachuk uh, scored for Calgary, and Marcus. Wingo scored for Buffalo. Yeah, that game is, I think, yeah, that game was was over four to two. Uh, Rangers five to two over the Penguins. Uh, Miller helps with the rally in that one, scoring and even scored an empty net goal to seal the deal. Uh, other scores in that game are starting with all right, uh, Jake. Uh, Glimzel scored the only two for the Penguins. That was in the first period. There was no scoring for the Rangers in the first period, but they came back in a big way here, as we had Rick Nash, Michael Garber, and J.T. Miller scoring in the second period. And then Kevin Hayes and Derek Stefan in the third period to give them the victory. Bouncing back from that 3-2 loss last night in a shootout against the Panthers. Ah, that feels so much better. And the Avalanche beat the Blue Jackets 3-2 in overtime. 
and Duchesne had the winning goal in that game. All right, so now I'll just check the scores of the, the standings here. And we go like this. Montreal, starting in the Atlantic Division, the Eastern Conference, Montreal, 14-3-2, 30 points. The Lightning are 12-7-1 seven, seven, and, and 25 points. Boston, 11-7-0-22 points. Ottawa, 10-7-1-21 points. Florida, 10-8-1-21 points. Toronto is 8-7-3-19 eight, eight, um, points. The Sabres are 7-8-4-18 points. And the Red Wings are 8-10-1-17 points. To the Metropolitan to the whoops Metropolitan Division. The Rangers, fourteen five and one, twenty nine points, tying that first overtime loss last night. Penguins are eleven five and three at twenty five points. Capitals, eleven five and two, twenty four points. Hang in there, Brenda. Columbus, ten four and three, twenty three points. Devils, nine five and three, twenty one points. My apologies to my girlfriend. Philadelphia Flyers. Eight, eight, and three, nineteen points. Hurricanes, seven, six, and four, eighteen points. And the hapless Islanders are five, eight, and four, fourteen points. Good, they can stay there. The West, uh, Blackhawks, thirteen, four, and two at twenty-eight points. The Blues, ten, six, and three at twenty-three points. Dallas is eight, seven, and five at twenty-one points. The Wild are nine, seven, and two at twenty points. Jets, nine, ten, two, twenty points. Nashville is eight seven and three at nineteen points, and the Avalanche are nine nine and zero oh at eighteen points. Counting tonight's win. Last but not least, the Pacific, Anaheim nine seven and three twenty one points. Oilers ten eight and one twenty one points. Uh, Kings are ten nine and one twenty one points. San Jose is nine eight and one nineteen points. Calgary eight twelve and one seventeen points. Canucks. 7, 10, 2, 16 points, and the Arizona Coyotes, or Coyotes, 6, 9, 2, 14 points. All right, just let me, um, I'll leave that there just in case if they get any more updates. All right, uh, men's hoops in the college ranks. Uh, Arizona over Northern Colorado, 71-55. Jordan Davis, 20 points. Five assists and three rebounds. Parker Jackson, uh, they cut his last name off here. Okay, let's let's clear that out right now. Parker Jackson, whatever your last name is, has 15 points, 11 assists, and five rebounds. It is not coming up on the screen here. Okay, fully on you. Kansas is leading UAB 78-57. Dirk Williams... 13 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, and Frank Mason, 20 points, 5 assists, and 2 rebounds. Another great college player. Uh, with 2.39 to go in the second uh, half here, Northwestern is leading Texas, 15, uh, 69-56. Tevin Mack has 18 points, 4 rebounds, and 1 assist, and Brian Mac- Bryant McIntosh, 18 points, 5 assists, 1 rebound. That's better. Creighton over Ole Miss, 86-77, Rashid Brooks, 22 points, two assist uh, rebounds, and one assist. And Marcus Foster, 25 points, six rebounds, and three assists. Earlier today, 
Georgetown over Oregon in a great game, 65-61. Uh, Rodney Pryor, 26 points, 10 rebounds, and one assist. I actually viewed that game earlier today. And Peyton Pritchard, 18 points, 2 rebounds, and 2 assists. All right. Um, okay, Wisconsin over Tennessee, 74-62. Shermbani Phillips, 16 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. Nigel Hayes, 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 2 assists. Uh, was 74-62. Uh, North Carolina Chaminade is coming up in about two and a half minutes. As is the late game, as they are playing, of course, in Hawaii. In that in that paradise tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite week of the year outside the tournament. All right. Uh, whoops. Uh, check a few more scores here from our areas. As we have a lot of late games, of course. Uh, okay. Uh, what uh, Vermont over what uh, Warford sixty to fifty nine in a close game. Troy over uh, Eastern Illinois over Troy seventy one sixty seven. Hofstra over Bradley ninety two ninety. Little Rock over Saint Bonaventure sixty eight sixty five. TCU over Illinois State, 80-71. North Carolina State over St. Joe's, 73-63. Providence over St. Francis, Brooklyn, 64-48. Florida over Belmont, 78-61. Georgia over... Yes, George Washington over... Georgia over George Washington, 81-73. Uh, Notre Dame over Colorado, 89-83. Columbia over Quinnipiac, 86-78. I just call him Quinny. And uh, Houston over George Mason, 93-56. Ugh, Uh, wait. Mount St. Mary's over Southern Illinois, 73-63. Rice. Over Montana State, 83-78. Just a few more here to see if we have anything. Um, Oh, yeah, LIU Brooklyn over Maine, 71-66. In the Battle of State Schools, Ball State over Coppin State, 79-77. That sounds so dirty, Ball State. Sounds so dirty. Anywho, Bucknell over Vanderbilt, 75 72. And I believe that's Pepper. I believe that's Central Michigan over Pepperdine, 88 77. Oh, nice. All right, now we've got some women's hoops action I like to pay attention to because equal time for equal billing. Uh, not a lot of games in the women's department, but there are a few. Don't worry here. South Carolina over Maine in a big way, 79 to 42. Julie, 
Barceau had 11 points and two rebounds. Atlanta Coates, that's C-O-A-T-E-S, not C-O-A-T-S, 14 rebounds, 12 points, and one steal. Uh, Louisville over Chattanooga, 63-47. Queen Alford, that's right, her name is Queen, 20 points, five rebounds, and one steal. And I think it's Maria uh, Moore, nine points, seven assists, and four rebounds. Queen, I wonder where she got that name from. Mm-hmm. And Drexel just ekes out a win against Syracuse, 62-61. to Brittany, Brittany Skies, 21 points, seven rebounds, one assist. And Megan Creighton, 23 points, six rebounds, and three assists. And it's now 5.56 to go in the fourth quarter. Houston and Oakland are still tied at 20. Hang on, folks. This could be a, this could be a big one here. Um, all right, now for the news items of the day. As soon as I can load this uh, cockeye thing up. Um, Raiders right, have the ball. Yeah. Raiders have the ball. Five and a half to go. Okay. Well, double trouble for the Colts as um, Andrew Luck and Clayton Gathers both go down with a concussion and are both doubtful for Thursday's game. They must be cleared by protocol in order to play. But if all else fails, Scott Tolson uh, will be uh, will be ready if Luck uh, runs out of luck. Oh. Uh, Georgetown over Oregon, 65-61. Now, here's something interesting you might be interested in. NHL changes all-star uh, rule for um, the, the All-Star Game League rule. Uh, the league announced today that players are disqualified from being named captains if they are injured or sent from the AHL at what's being called the John Scott Rule, where he was named captain of the Arizona Coyotes uh, in the Pacific Division, then traded to Montreal before being demoted to the AHL. Players who are in the minors or injured will not be in the active ballot until they're able to return to the league. Um, that um, AHL hockey player uh, Craig Cunningham, who, has, who, was, who collapsed on the ice, is in critical but stable condition um, after the collapse of Saturday's game. Other than that, um, there's nothing more in his condition. Still, what what way to get hurt, though? Ugh. Uh, Ray Lewis makes an apology to Joe Flacco over comments made in the locker room, saying that, well, you don't really have you don't really have the passion. Adrian Pierce, um, and he said it was really nothing personal. Oh, my geez, look at this, look at this, and he is in. Oh, boy. Touchdown, Raiders. Touchdown. Adrian Peterson says he could be back for the Vikings uh, next month after being signed with a tour of meniscus in his right knee. An exam was performed last week. And Still not be... playing Thursday, huh? Huh? Still not playing Thursday, huh? No, no, no. Good news for the Lions. Supposedly. 
because he's he's burned them all his career. That's true. Four forty three left here in Houston. All right, uh, he could be running uh, again uh, by the end of this week. And Hofstra got past Bradley ninety two ninety. I know someone who went to Hofstra. That's why I thought I'd mention it. Um, we have a uh, interesting development here in the U.S. Uh, men's soccer team as in Oakland, rather. Yeah. Jorgen Kinsman has been relieved of his coaching duties as head as head coach of Team USA. Um, Bruce Arena of the LA Galaxy uh, areas of the LA Galaxy may be contention to take his place, although nothing is official. Just what is good. Okay. 27-20. And just when I thought the Jets season couldn't get any worse, well, guess what? Back to square one as Fitzpatrick is going to start for the Patriots on Sunday. Uh, as Bryce Petty sits out with a mild knee sprain. You can do him better if you already had Tom Petty, okay? Jeez. Uh, the, coach is, the decision was made by Coach Todd Bowles, who obviously needs his head examined. Arizona Cardinals head coach Bruce Arenas was taken to the hospital after experiencing chest pains at his home after returning from Minnesota. Uh, the tests, though, have come back favorable and is undergoing an evaluation. Uh, the press conference that usually is held on Mondays was canceled for today. here. Um, I believe it is official that Texas Longhorn head coach uh, Charlie Strong has gotten the axe after three seasons. The last game was going to be on Friday. Strong, though, will receive a $10.7 million buyout as as it was still two years under his contract. If he gets signed by anybody else, that will be reduced. Seems fair. Um, well, always not all perfect for the Cowboys. Oh, I just want to check something here. Devils have Toronto on Wednesday, your Red Wings on Friday, and the Penguins on Saturday. Ooh, this should be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Hmm. They play against each other in 1995. Except the Red Wings are terrible. Except the Red Wings are terrible on the ice. So it's not quite as exciting, except for the rest of the NHL. Right. Devils aren't doing so great either. Anywho, uh, all is not perfect with the Cowboys. As cornerback Anthony Brown says he's lost all respect for Steve Smith. Brown said that Smith was nothing more than a big yapper uh, after, after plays were done. Oh, boy. Packers coach Mike McCarthy is in desperation mode right now as they fight to keep their postseason hopes alive. The Packers are now 4-6, and six, and you want to talk about a team that has a problem with defense? Let me tell you something, brother. This team has a problem with defense as they have given up 30 points in the last four consecutive games. 
Your offense has been good, but your defense is pathetic. Mm-hmm. And this could be their first losing season six, since 2008. Any NASCAR fans out there? Well, I've got some good news for you. Jimmy Johnson won his seventh NASCAR Sprint Cup last night. Um, Grizzlies forward Chandler Parsons uh, looks to be out for two weeks with a bruised left knee injury. The good news is there was no structured damage. Uh, Parsons in the offseason signed a 94 a 90 contract, maximum of $93 million. And it was not the same knee he had, he had operated on a year ago. And last night, the Jazz over the Nuggets over the Jazz, sorry, 105-91. And the Bulls beat the Lakers last night, 118-110. to 110. That was, I think, after we went off the air. Um, all right, just a quick check to see if any more scores in progress before I hand back over to you. Um, coming up on, all right, uh, Lakers, uh, Clippers are leading Toronto 51-45 with just a few seconds to go in the half. I believe that is the only game in progress in the NBA. I think everybody else left. Usually this is the time of year when the um, Nets go on the long road trip. In previous years, they've done that. Yeah, all their games in the end of the year are finished. NHL, I'll just check to see here. Boy, this thing is slow. Okay. Um, wow. Edmonton beat the Blackhawks 5 to nothing. Wow. And Dallas beat Minnesota in a shootout. No, I'm sorry. Overtime, 3-2. to two. And, okay, that uh, that's all I've got. Yeah, the Yahoo's beat, yeah, wait, Yahoo's beat the Lightning 3-1. to one. Okay, back to you. Yeah, sorry about sorry about the uh, head head start jump there, Lois. My fault. No, that's okay. Three nineteen to go. We're gonna we're gonna cover the rest of this uh, Monday night football game in Oakland, not Houston. My 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 correction here. Pass complete. Pete Mumphrey, the former Michigan State Spartan, complete pass from Osweiler. And the Texans are going to decide to punt the football here with 3.13 to go ah. on 4.5. Shane Leckler is out there. And the punt is away. Call five. B.J. Carey makes the catch at the five and is tackled about the 20-yard line. The Raiders have gone 13 consecutive seasons without a winning record. Their last postseason appearance was in 2002 when they went on to lose the Super Bowl game. 
the Super Bowl game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Was that where they were at the one-yard line? Uh, the one-yard line. To, uh, to try to tie it up? Um, I think that was, that was early in 2000, the Titans and the Rams. Titans and Rams. Okay, right. The Buccaneers uh, actually uh, thrashed the Raiders. Yeah. Fourth longest streak in NFL history. Last appearance, 2002. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, with that Pistons uh, moving downtown next next season news that that we're hearing today in the state of Michigan. Um, it it may be possible that uh, the Illich family may start owning the Pistons, huh. especially especially Chris Illich, who is the main villain of Detroit sports, the Tigers and the Red Wings. Heck of a catch right there at the t- at the two minute warning. And Davis is right there. Commercial break. Clippers lead the Raptors 54 to 45 at halftime. Raptors are in five. Clippers are 12 and two. All the rest of the NBA uh, games have gone final. I never thought I'd see the day the Clippers would be in first place. Yep. Yeah. They're a strong, they're a strong uh, title contender as of right now. Oh, my God. Hell, he's freezing over. Oh, yeah. You know it's going to happen with the Clippers uh, leading the division, possibly uh, finals contenders. Oh, boy. Tell me this is a dream. And not reality. Yep. Yeah. The play continues. Raiders on the Texan 48-yard line. The, the right hash mark. And off. Uh, up the middle, and they get to the 45. Maybe the 44 will depend on the spot with a minute 56 to go. Houston Texans burn their final timeout, 
second and six, a gain of four. Hundred and ninety nine yards by uh Raiders running backs in the receiving department. hundred and ninety nine receiving yards by the running backs. Another handoff up the middle. Third down coming up. Third and four. If the Texans get the first get the first down here, it's over. And off up the middle now, off right guard. He's going to be stopped one yard short. A flag is on the play. A flag has been thrown. The Raiders have been stopped a yard short of the first down at the 39-yard line. So the Raiders are flagged for holding. The Texans decline. So it'll be fourth and one. And the Raiders have three options. Janikowski is practicing out there. A minute and four to go. What do you do? Just inside the 40, the Raiders call timeout. Hmm. Matt Prater is not on the Raiders team. He's, He's playing for the Lions. Matt Prater did hit a 58-yard field goal for the Lions, though. He had hit a 65-yarder with the Denver Broncos in the past. Mm-hmm. He has hit a lot of 50-plus-yard field goals. Yep. Go for it. They go for it, and they get the first down, and that's it. Uh, wait a second. Flag on the play. 58 seconds left as the clock stops.
Looks like it's against the Texans. Vince Warfolk of the Texans. The play was over. Murray was the ball carrier taking it inside the 30 for for the first down, and he received a late hit from Warfolk. With 58-6 left. The The Texans are out of timeouts, down by seven. And the Raiders have a fresh set of downs, so the Raiders are gonna go into victory formation and take a knee, take two knees, and that'll do it. The Raiders are gonna beat the Texans twenty seven to twenty. And there's the second knee and final knee. So it's official. The Raiders beat the Texans 27-20. to 20. And right now, San Jose's up with the Devils 3 nothing. See if I can pick that up on NHL Network if it has bonus coverage. No, it doesn't have it live, I'm afraid. So that's going to do it for Episode 152 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on Talk Shoot. We'll talk again tomorrow night at um, 10.30. All right. For Lois Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. Betty Cantley will join us uh, tomorrow at 10.30 as well. Oh, wow. During, during the final minutes of football, of college football between my Central Michigan Chippewas and the Eastern Michigan Eagles from Ypsilanti, Michigan on episode 153. TTFN, ta-ta for now, bon appetit. Good night, folks. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.